Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This is WEEI Late Night with KJ Carson on WEEI. Players feel like they have been beaten up in a number of regards over the last few years, Greeny. Financially, um, having themselves held down when they should have been in the big leagues. And the players are, are more united, I think, than they have been since the 1994 strike. They're united, uh, they're angry, and they feel like the offers that the league are putting on the table right now simply aren't good enough. And frankly, if you look at the financials of the situation, they're not. So the players are emboldened at this point. They are willing to lose games, and the owners are simply going to try and ride them out as long as they can and see if they can break them. Late night, W-E-E-I. Turn that up, turn it up, because there's only a couple hours less until the levy apparently breaks with baseball. Thank you so much for hanging out. That's Jeff Passan on ESPN Today saying some of the things that Major League Baseball and the Players Association have to figure out before midnight. I feel like an Iron Maiden song. Two minutes to mid. Well, we'll see. We'll, we'll be on the air virtually up until midnight, so we're keeping an eye on, on all this here on Late Night with WEEI. It's KJ617-779-7937. The text line is 37937. So I've been keeping my eyes on this during the evening in terms of, like, is baseball moving forward? I guess after some type of dinner break, uh, a reporter was able to catch Rob Manford and said that, look, they're still talking. Um, but I say always remember that Rob Manfred is just the mouthpiece of 30 teams. Rob Manfred is not those 30 individual teams of what they think. You know, if you think Roger Goodell just with a little more hatred for some people, and that's Rob Manfred. Like, he plays a great he plays a great foil for the owners. I, he's doing his job. But look, if there's something I agree with, with the players a bit is kind of this artificial holding down minor leaguers by not calling them up and then the owner's turning around saying, well, you know, I, I can't pay all these salaries. It was like, well, look, pay them when they're younger as they depreciate with value like anything they would tell you with EBITDA if you've done like a little econ stuff, is you buy early and buy low and then sell high, right? So instead of giving a guy all of his money when he turns 30, maybe that's when you get off of the guy's money. But at the same time, if I was an owner, I'd turn around and say, well, you know, we're really going to greatly reduce these guaranteed salaries. Right, so that it's almost like one foot says, "Hey, look, don't wait until I've you know done five years of major league service, six years of major league service, and finally pay me." Like, do you really need to see twenty thousand at bats to see what I can do? No, the other side of it, I just I always think about Carlos Beltran. I think he, I think he was guaranteed a hundred and nineteen million, and I think I joked here. I said, "How do you? How does that guy leave the team? Like, 
You don't leave my sights if I've given you $120 million before you've even walked across any portion of the diamond. Like, you're working for my construction company in the offseason. You're doing something, cutting commercials. And I think that's where the owners are. Justin Turpin, how are you? The resident employee of the week here at WEEI. My time's almost up as employee of the week, but I'm I was savoring ju- every moment of it. I was just about to ask, when does it start? Because if Ken starts that on a Saturday, you know that's kind of bum, right? Because that's like two days you don't get to celebrate being the employee of the week when most employees are in the building. So when so when is your day up on that? Friday? Until he announces another one, I'm going to call myself the employee of the week. I would I would walk around with it. I would even make a little makeshift sign and put it on Greg Hill's desk. Like just wanted to let you know I'm an employee of the week. My car is parked in your spot, even though I might physically not be here. Justin, thanks for being here. So another thing um players are screaming at owners about, and, and I'm like, how how can you technically prove this? is that they want these owners to stop tanking. And it's like, okay, but how can you prove there's tanking? Because if you can prove in paperwork there's tanking, there's going to be a problem in the gambling front. (laughs) Like, that stops everything. So I think things are lost in, in interpretation, right? Like tanking and saying, well, we're not even close, so what's the point of going to go get free agents. Now, what really made me mad was it felt like, okay, Heim, at the trade deadline last spring, last summer with the Red Sox, it was like, yeah, okay, yeah, you made you, you made the Kyle Schwarber move, but it, you know, it was almost like, look, we're talking about a team that's in first and whose life raft is starting to leak a little bit. Like, those are the situations where you make big splashes. That's old baseball. The new baseball says, we wait, and we wait, and we wait, and we wait, and I think some of the players are having the issues with that. Now, from what I understand, the big, big hang-up, but it already means it's going to happen, is the expansion of the playoffs. So, initially, the players didn't want it at all. Then they conceded to, okay, it could be 12 games, but from my understanding, it is still a sticking point that the owners want 14 teams. Now, I know say, like, What's the point of half of the team making it and the other half not making it? I can see the hang-up on two more teams because those two more teams could be like Pittsburgh and Miami. And they're going to want to cut of the revenue for the playoffs and TV. So that way they can say, okay, at least there'll be a, a ginned-up uh, enjoyment in some of these cities that players are saying have been tanking now have a better shot to play their whole season out. So I, will it will it make the game a little worse? I don't think so because all it takes, just like in hockey, for like an eight seed to beat the one seed in an opening round. Now, you say it may not happen, but anything can happen. Baseball is one of those sports where anything can happen. Basketball, it's kind of like, look, if these guys have been missing shots all year, they're going to be missing shots in the playoffs too. But with baseball, somebody gets hot, you know, or – let alone someone comes in and pitch hits and changes the whole dynamic. I can think of at least two World Series in my lifetime where the team that was expected to win got punched in the mouth by someone they didn't expect, and it changed the whole narrative. So I think having 14 teams in Major League Baseball playoffs are not a bad thing. So here's more Jeff Passan on uh, what the lockout is about. 
I suppose, Greeny, if you are the sort of person who believes in miracles, then you think that there could be a deal today. If you are a rational person, if you look at the way that the trajectory of this whole thing has gone, where for one year now they've been talking and have just inched forward, then yeah, we're not going to have baseball on opening day, and it's a shame, and it's a horrendous day for the sport, and uh, a lot of people are to blame for this. Yeah, it may be April 15th when Major League Baseball has its opening day. Uh, saw that it was supposed to be a Jackie Robinson celebration that day. Um, but I think Major League Baseball owners are, are, are kind of thinking like, hey, look, after opening day for some teams, I know I've been in their cities, it goes all downhill. <laughs> right? Like the attendance drops by 50 to 70%, you know, three weeks later. And so I, I think some owners are kind of like, well, look, if I can at least get that excitement of opening day around the middle of April, maybe towards the end of April, then at least I have some, I have a chance to maybe get some interest. The team may get hot in its first 20 games. And I've got people coming to games in June when the months when kids are now out of school, I'm just giving it to you from a business perspective. Look, I've worked in venture capital for five years. I understand why you tell people no, but I'm just trying to get you inside the mind of why an owner may say, I don't mind the season getting a delay because if my opening day attendance is through the roof and everything, and before I get out of April, I'm already bleeding, you know, money, attendance, concessions, all that stuff. You know, if my team is like, you know, 7 and 18 after one month, what's the point? So I'm not mad at that. It, it just messes it up for other franchises, right? And this is what I've always said. The big franchises have been the ones that have held up the pillars of this league. Chicago, L.A., New York, Boston. They've held it up. That, that's, that's who Major League Baseball, if they had to kind of have like a magic eight ball and shook every year who they would want in the final four, they would want the Yankees versus the, 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 uh, the Sox in, in, its, in, in, you know, in the ALCS. And the Dodgers and the Cubs in the in the uh, in the uh, ALC uh, in the NLCS. So, look, I'm going to tell you something that might be hard to swallow, but this may be where the owners are coming from on why they're playing such hardball. So, Pew Research released the states in 2021 that have had the biggest population losses. Now, listen to these states, and this may make a lot of sense of why baseball owners are kind of holding out. The lowest states, uh, the states with the biggest population losses, California, Massachusetts, Ohio, Michigan, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Illinois, New York, Rhode Island. When we go through those teams, California, Dodgers, Giants, A's, Angels, Padres, Massachusetts, duh, Ohio, the Guardians, Reds, Michigan, Tigers, New Jersey, Mets, Yankees, some Phillies, Pennsylvania, Phillies, Pirates, Illinois, Cubs, White Sox, some Cardinals. New York, Mets and Yankees, Rhode Island, Red Sox. Where, where, where the fastest-growing states are? Florida, Texas, Arizona, Virginia, Colorado, Missouri. Marlins, Rays, Rangers, Astros, Diamondbacks, Nationals, Rockies, Royals, Cardinals. So where more people are moving to are mostly teams that are absolutely horrible outside of the Astros and the Rays. There you go. So if I'm an owner and I say, hey, I've got people who have money who've lived in these historic states for years, generations. You hear the discussion about, like, what do you do with Fenway? It's going to be 110 years old this year. People are like, yeah, we need a new stadium. are like, yeah, nobody knew is moving to Boston and New England. 
People aren't moving here. So are you really going to say baseball can really depend on Arizona to, to carry the new, the future of baseball, that the Texas Rangers are suddenly going to invest in baseball as their big sport when football is their sport at like child at like childbirth? So we'll keep an eye on what's going on here with Major League Baseball and, and their talks tonight. I, I you know, I, I would think that it would the what obviously what would be the complete loss is the complete end of a season. Uh what would be something that would be of semblance if 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 you have to wait a couple of weeks? I don't believe the noise of people saying like if they don't start on time, I'm absolutely leaving. Yeah, really? You're gonna you're gonna be watching a lot of NASCAR this summer? I, I don't think so. I, I don't think you're you're excited for the USFL and the XFL? Maybe, but not not as much as you may be for, especially for the Red Sox or the Yankees or for the Mets or, again, like I said, these big spending, big city teams that have held up the league are going to put a product on the field. The cases, like some of these smaller markets that, you know, like I, you look what happened with Derek Jeter today, right? Derek Jeter leaves after his five-year plan hits year five because he sees that the, when he gets hired, what the payroll was and what it is now has been cut in half. How do you get better if you're cutting the reduction in pay? And so I think part of that as well as when you talk about the unification of these players, you just have a different demographic makeup of players now. Baseball is so much more international, but especially Caribbean. So they've got camps and they've got uh, youth centers there. So they're developing players there where maybe ownership feels like, look, we have so much money invested in places tied to this business that you don't see in front of you that we pay the cost and it doesn't necessarily that cost get put on to you. 617-779-7937. The text line is 37937. KJ Late Night here on WEEI still to come. Uh, we'll talk about what happened with the Celtics at, at that Pacers game yesterday. It's a bit disappointing in the, in the sense of like what they got coming from them. That's coming at 1020. Plus, we'll also talk about what's going on with the 76ers. And the Nets got a couple pieces of news that doesn't help their case. But right now, it's time to trend. The Greg Hill Show, weekdays 6 to 10. Now, here's what's trending on WEEI. Trending now on WEI and WEI.com. The Bruins are on the road tonight to take on the Kings as they look to advance their win streak to four games. Jeremy Swayman will be a net for the Bruins with puck drops set for 10.30. The Celtics return home tomorrow night for a date with the Atlanta Hawks. Tip-off for that one is set for 7.30. And according to Evan Drellich and Ken Rosendahl, Major League Baseball is willing to miss a month of games. Drellich adds that... A deal is not close, but it is not impossible. Elsewhere in baseball, Derek Jeter has stepped down as the CEO of the Miami Marlins. Jeter said in a statement, quote, The vision for the future of the franchise is different than the one I signed up to lead. And finally, the Los Angeles Lakers have waived DeAndre Jordan. According to ESPN, the Philadelphia 76ers are emerging as the front runners wow. to sign the 14-year vet. That's what's trending now on WEI and WEI.com. More Late Night with KJ coming up next. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. 
Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You're listening to WEEI Late Night. On WEEI. WEEI. And streaming everywhere on the Odyssey app. Jalen, are losses like this kind of magnified because of everything you guys went through earlier this season? Um, like, as if it's some sort of, like, missed opportunity? Does this, does this put more, for lack of a better term, pressure on, on, on getting back on track in these upcoming games? <clears throat> I don't think so. My, my mindset has been the same. You know, of course, you know, everybody's going to chime in what they think, and that's fine. It's out of our control, but, you know, for us as a group, you know, we try to keep that outside pressure outside and just come in and play basketball, just who execute, do your job well, and just stay the course. And that's brought us into good moments in the season, you know, even in the midst of adversity. So I look to do nothing other than that, you know, now, you know, just, just who, do what we do, breathe, play good basketball, and uh, we'll be fine. Late night, W-E-E-I. Thank you so much for hanging out. It's KJ. That's Jalen Brown talking about the Pacers' loss last night. 617-779-7937. The text line, 37937. Um, it, it did look a little shaky. you know. I, and I know the team was a bit upset with some of the calls that go their way. you know. But I, I think really when you get blown out in the second quarter the way they did, sometimes it's just hard to come back from in the fourth quarter wasn't pretty either. And while no one is expecting this team to, you know, win 17 of 18 games, this is not like the Phoenix Suns where they can win 15 out of 16, you know, 13 in a row. You know, they're just a special, different team. But my problem is, is I would rather see the Celtics lose close games where they could figure out how they will meet this opponent again down the road than to help a team get closer away from the number one draft pick. I mean, that's, you know, when you've got Indiana and they come in, you've got to beat these teams that have maybe a dozen wins for the season at best, 20 maybe, give or take. You you cannot give these teams life because you giving them life for one day could be the difference between your seeding in a month and a half from now. Well, because the East is a beast. I don't mean to use that as a rhyming scheme. But the East is just something where – as you get towards the end of the season, there's going to be there's such congestion right now that two or three games going the wrong way, and the Celtics have already had those, right? The Spurs, the T-Wolves earlier in the season, the Portland game at home. You know, you can't let those get into six, seven, eight, nine games during the season where these are games you should have won and you should have lost because it could be the difference between, say, being a four-seed and being a two seed, right? It, it, and now, well, now well, the way it is now, you probably don't want to be either of those. You want to be a two seed for sure. But 
you know, the Celtics put themselves behind the eight ball yesterday. And, uh, you know, with all the heroics we talked about with Derek Wright, he's going to have he's going to have off nights and there are going to be days where he can't clean up the mess when the mess is just absolutely messy. Right. Jalen Brown didn't have the worst of days. Ten for 16, two for five from three. That's fine. Tatum to two for three, two for 12 from three. It's like you can't when you you have the success, suddenly you can't say, hey, well, well, we're having success. So let's kind of go back and do what we've been doing. Well, no, because you've been doing things that have been beneficial, and two for 12 is not beneficial. It almost tempts me. I, I know we didn't prepare for it, Justin, but this would be one of those nights that I could play shame on Jason Tatum for, for crying about Jason Tatum. With all Just those t- missed threes in the fourth quarter, too, on by all, both the superstars, actually the whole team didn't really shoot well in the right, fourth but, quarter from but three, especially two, Tatum. But the two for 12 sticks out because in a line in shame on Jason Tatum, the parody song it played last week is, Shoot three, shoot three, shoot three. What? Use that natural gift and go to the cup. Shoot three, shoot three, shoot three. What? Now you're 0 for 6. What the? And look, 2 for 12, right? So if you're 0 for 6, you might be 1 for 12. 2 for 12, tops. So, yes, I know you're trying to get the team back in and there's a deficit you're playing from. But, you know, look, with that talent, get to the hole. Try and get the old school three-point play. Stop the clock. You know, make you, you turn around, defend because how much defense do you really have to do when you're taking long threes and you miss? Outlet, you know, now put your defense on heels quicker than they need to be. Take it to the hole, you get the foul. You could set up defense if you want to do a press, half court, whatever. But you know, sometimes it doesn't hurt to you know to take the two and work your way back that way. So here's Robert Williams on the team's fatigue uh, with these back-to-back games here. Yeah, so, you know, tomorrow you got the Hawks, and this is another great example. Do do you let them breathe? Do you let them live? Or do you kind of crush the cockroach, if you will, and, you know, make sure that you, you, you start sweeping up what you need to handle, uh, especially before you go on the West Coast trip where you got the Warriors. Um, you're not really worried about Sacramento. But, again, this is a situation where you're like, look, everything has to matter at this point in an East that just brought Joel Embiid in, that just brought, you know, you're wondering what's going to go on with Ben Simmons. There's just so many pieces that are in front of the Celtics right now uh, that, you know, look, you, you got to get back to what really solidified you, and that was the defense. And this is M.A. talking about the effort since the All-Star break. You play the M.A. cut. I think, uh, especially Detroit and and uh, this game, we weren't as physical as we needed to be from the start. You know, I talked about a pregame a little bit where you give teams confidence when they get a rhythm. And, uh, so we haven't been coming out and had the, had the good starts in the last two specifically. Even Brooklyn, I mean, was okay. We defended okay. I mean, they were a little, you know, depleted. But um, the open looks that they got tonight, to your point, um, some of the miscommunication the coverage hasn't been as sharp in the last two for sure. And so got to improve that. And obviously, giving up – 27 points in your lowest quarter is a bad sign. You know, 27-39 in the second, and 27-35, that's way too much, obviously. So we like to keep teams in the low 20s, at least a quarter or two, and 
uh, haven't been able to do that. Our starts haven't been the best. Yeah. You'll you'll never you'll always keep yourself in the game with good defense. It's when the defense get out gets out of hand, and then that may push Tatum and Brown to start taking more threes. And we know that the three point shooting isn't as sharp as it's been, especially for Tatum over the last several years. So the, the attempts are going to come. So everything that, that like the, the 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 bad snowball rolling down the hill starts where when the defensive effort isn't as there. And I understand it's a back to back, but you know the Celtics are not the only team in the NBA that has a back to back. All right, it's KJ Late Night here on WEEI 617-779-7937. Let's go to Wayne in South Boston. Thanks for calling. Okay. Thanks, Wayne, for the attempted call. But, yeah, if, you, if, you, if you're not playing the defense, you know, bad things will eventually happen like 37-point quarters. And now, I didn't know how this James Harden, Joel Embiid situation would work. Now, I knew the best-case scenario would be what you're seeing now, is that James Harden comes in and says, hey, I don't always have to score, and if I start setting up other people, and if I can get Embiid to play pick and roll, I, let's just call it what it is. The 76ers are now having fun playing basketball. Keep in mind, this is a team that barely had a winning record at home, and I think a lot of it had to do with the hanging story of Ben Simmons and the growth of people like Maxi and the disappearing acts that would happen with, you know, with um, Tobias Harris and trying to figure some things out. You move Ben Simmons. I'll get to Ben Simmons in a second. And then when James Harden gets there, he's, okay, the first thing he's going to be is out for a couple of games to address his hamstring. Then, of course, he comes out in his uh, red coat and loses to the Celtics. It was almost like an American history lesson. But I said, you know what? This might be the last time that Philly gets embarrassed while James Harden is like, Physically, like physically in the building with them. And they they they're they're unstoppable right now. Tomorrow night to celebrate the Ides of March. I love Shakespeare. Beware of the Ides of March. Yeah, beware of the 76ers. It can get ugly for the East quick the way this team is moving around. And Joel Embiid seems to be playing with the smile. It almost feels like he feels like a weight is off of his shoulder. James Harden had a triple double yesterday. Good God, they're dangerous. On the other side of the ledger, the Nets and Ben Simmons, who at his press conference says, well, yeah, I'm fine now. And now he says, according to Shams, that he's not fine. That he may have tweaked his back somehow and could be out for an extended period of time. Now, I I don't know if you saw the video of Ben Simmons doing the shooting drill at practice. I don't know if you saw this, Justin, where he's just, standing in front of the rim and just kind of throwing it into the cup. It wasn't a basketball move. It was like no different than bouncing a ball. He was just tossing it in the hoop. I was just like, wow, is is that how slowly you have to get integrated back in the game? We can't even do a layup drill here? Like, give, give us something for the camera. He looks nowhere close in that video. Well, my thing is, is he close or is he thinking about that March 10th game against the 76ers? Still to come at 10, at 10.45. Rent-free. We'll go through some people who are living rent-free in people's heads, and this kind of gets into that 76ers story with Ben Simmons. Because now you wonder, is Ben Simmons already setting himself up to not be around for not only that March 10th game, but the Nets are now saying that they're hoping Ben Simmons will be ready for the playoffs, says the eighth-seeded team right now. Everything has been predicated for this Nets team that Ben Simmons would be coming back sooner than later, and it now seems more later than sooner, 
And then, oh, well, you know, the, the mask mandate in New York is about to get lifted. And Eric Adams came out and said, look, you know, he's going he's gonna, to he's probably lift it pretty soon. But it doesn't change Kyrie's status because according to New York law in, regarding the mask mandate is you cannot be an employee in New York City and not be vaccinated and being in these facilities like that. So I know some people are like, well, you know, how fair is that that a person on another team is not vaccinated, can come into Brooklyn, play a game, and Kyrie cannot. It's just like, hey, you know what? There are governmental rules, and then there's just kind of like rules around the house. Like, they're not the same. They're not the same. It's not the same thing. Now, if the Nets suddenly want to recharter that team and put it back in New Jersey, then maybe you have a case. But nope, they're in Brooklyn, and he's got to follow those New York City rules. So, According to the release on this mandate, like when it when it relaxes, that Kyrie will allow to be in the building and in on the sidelines, uh, but he won't be able to participate in the in the games. And so now, what you were banking on happening, and again, I say, you know, do you do you pull the emergency cord if you're the if you're the Nets and say, okay, the first fine is a thousand dollars if we play him, because when you're in that eight seed. You know, yeah, yeah, you're at least at play-in status. But the idea is you want to get to that seven seed, potentially the six seed, and just say, okay, we don't have to worry about a play-in tournament because we are in. But if you're if, if you like, will Ben Simmons be available for the play-in tournament? Because the play-in tournament technically isn't the playoffs. So now you're like, okay, can he get here for that? So what does that mean? No James Harden, and when Kevin Durant comes around, it's just gonna be Kevin Durant. Like, you could have been better off just saying, you know what, stick it out, James Harden, just in case, you know, this thing with Kyrie doesn't work. So they literally laid their eggs in the basket of Kyrie, and Eric Adams, the mayor of New York, has come out and said, he can't just make any provisions for Kyrie. There, this is like, you're my boy, but you ain't my boy. Like, just because doesn't mean I'm giving you the hookup. And he's right. You're going to let Kyrie play, but, you know, a nurse who's decided they're not going to do this suddenly can't go, but Kyrie can? Oh, man. They'll have pitchforks right there at City Hall. I wouldn't blame them. But those are the rules that are dealt. And be honest, do you really feel bad that Kyrie couldn't come back? I don't think so. 617-779-7937. Text line is 37937. It's KJ Late Night. Still to come, we'll talk some Patriots at 11 o'clock. Plus, you know, sometimes when I do these parody songs, it's kind of like to kind of admonish some people. But this one is the story of Jake DeBrusque. Yes, Justin, I have a hockey parody song. Can you believe that? Not only that, but a rap one at that. That's what I'm You know what I mean? You you want Kumbaya, it's with KJ here on WEEI. I'll give you, I'll give you the barbecue ribs and the mayonnaise. I'll give them both to you. Just not at the same time. Both are very efficient at what they do. That's still to come in the second hour. But man, oh man, oh man, in L.A. with the Lakers. Lost to the Pelicans at home. And on our sister station, the original WEEI 850, uh, I was on the BetQL Daily Tip show Friday morning with Chelsea Messenger. And uh, this show goes on like maybe like 30 stations across the company, around the country as well. And we were talking about the Clippers-Lakers game that night. And 
if there's anything you know about the Lakers are the Lakers are absolutely horrible on the road this year. Like 8 and 19, which really it, it's good and bad in the same breath. It's good because they go to Oklahoma City, right? That was one of their losses. You go to Oklahoma City and you lose. So the people who paid the extended price, because I just saw tickets tonight that I think there's a game either tonight or tomorrow in Oklahoma City. You know how cheap tickets are? You know, you see tickets as low as, Justin, I want you to take a guess. The low price at an Oklahoma City Thunder game is? $6. Lower. Three bucks. No way. Three dollars. So when the Lakers come to town, that's not the lowest price is not going to be three dollars. You would probably say with the adjusted something we've all heard of, that price probably goes up to the lowest ticket somewhere around seventy-five to eighty dollars. So if you're in your Oklahoma City and LeBron and the Lakers are coming to town, like everybody's kind of praying to paying a little pretty penny there. So when they come and lose, you feel like you get your money's worth. But the bad thing is, come next year when the Lakers come to town and they've had this losing record. You know, it won't cost as much because no one wants to see it as much. So, back to when I was on BetQL Daily Tip. And in that Clippers game, I'd said, Chelsea, it will be worth turning the audio up on that game against the Clippers because even though it's technically a Lakers home game, they will lose to the Clippers, and you might start hearing boos when that's something you've never heard towards Laker teams. I was one game off. They were letting them have it after the Pelicans game. And you want to just talk about, I think I think the Lakers will trade LeBron James in the offseason. I think it's going to be one of those shocking things like, <laughs> LeBron, they traded you? Like, I, you're supposed to be LeBron. I think the because the Lakers are one of those organizations. They don't care who you are. If you're an outsider, they will send you back. They'll send you off. I believe LeBron James gets traded. The, the whole talk about him trying to hang around L.A. till his son gets in the league, yeah, it, might, it might be in Orlando. <laughs> no, LeBron, we got eight players back. They're all hungry, and they don't want to make movies. So if you're one of those people who, who doesn't like LeBron and doesn't feel sorry for him, this is a celebration time because the Lakers are in serious trouble. Their whole predication is like, look, we can, we can wing this until we get to the play-in tournament, and then we're there. Well, guess what? Portland is about to surpass them at the 10 spot. <laughs> That's how bad it is for the Lakers. And Damian Lillard is coming back in two to three weeks. Oh, reevaluated in two to three weeks. Well, so we you reevaluate because you think the season's over. You get rid of C.J. McCollum. Him and Brandon Ingham go off like, you know, they're celebrities in L.A. Like, hey, Hollywood, LeBron, take this L like you should. And sure enough, now... The Blazers have something to play for again. This is absolutely all because the Lakers are laying a colossal dinosaur egg in the West. But yet, if you say, if they turn, this is the one, if they turn it around and can get to the eight or seven seed, I don't think they beat the Suns in an opening round, but they could beat the undersized Warriors. And so it's like, with as disastrous as it is, and then another release came out at odyssey.com, a sports division today, that John Wall for Russell Westbrook was a real deal. You remember we talked about that, Justin, on the show here at the time. That, like, I'm sure the Lakers probably got on the phone with Houston saying, hey, can we send Russell Westbrook back to you for John Wall? They're probably like, no, we just unloaded all of our Westbrook inventory on sale on Fanatics. We don't want him back here. 
and he would just completely shut down. That's I'm not a big fan of NBA stars going to play in their hometowns. Some can't handle it. You saw it with Stefan Marbury. He couldn't handle being in New York. It was just too much pressure. That's what Russell Westbrook is going through. He's in his hometown. He has other things he wants to do. You know, and he's thinking, you know, like, hey, look, as long as my people love me, that's all that matters. It's like, well, you know, your people don't pay you $40 million a year. He even said something like that after, after I believe it was the Pelicans game. when he yeah, right, A loss, yeah, there's many of those. <laughs> but he said um, that he doesn't care about the fans booing him because he's got beautiful family at home. That's what he said. I mean, I do too. But if I, like, screwed up my job and, like, tens of millions of, are on the line. Now, right now, only hundreds of dollars are on the line. But if my if I was getting millions of dollars from this job right now, you best believe I would give everything I could to improve on anything I needed to improve on. If I got a text that said, hey, you may want to try this, you know what I'm doing next? I'm trying that. I, I'll be dead honest. It's the reason why I've never had a desire to perform like in my home market. I never have. Even though people say that's the pinnacle. I've always said if you can make it in Boston, you can make it anywhere. Because here, they'll tell you the truth about you. New York, they ignore you. They'll be like, oh, oh yeah, yeah, I was at the, I was at, I was at Broadway Theater. I don't listen. I was reading a book. I'm like, get out of here. This is a sports town right here. You want to talk sports? Come to Boston. It's like rap. <laughs> you tired of you, your, your producer all dancing in the video? Come to death row. I'm not saying that New England is death row, but what I'm saying is there's a hearty appetite for this and what is done. That's the Lakers. That's the Celtics. That's why people get so upset with how some of the Celtics players have turned themselves out here over the last couple of years. It's the daggone Celtics. This ain't the Thunder where $3 tickets are available. It's KJ Late Night here on WEEI, 617-779-7937. The text line is 37937. Rent free next. Thanks for hanging out. To it. WEEI Late Night and streaming everywhere on the Odyssey app. KJ Late Night, WEEI. Justin, let that let that marinate just a little bit. Turn that up. Is what? I want you kiss, man. You can. You can run, you can hide, but you can never get away. You couldn't sing lyrics like that today. They will be on the phone with HR in a second. Thank you so much for hanging out. Still to come at 11 o'clock. We'll talk some Patriots. The J.C. Jackson situation. I'll show you how it makes sense to not even play around with the franchise tag. You'd just be wasting your time if you're the Patriots. That's at 11.01. Oh, man. Kiss. Before your time, Justin, no, no big worries. But Kiss at one time was the biggest thing in america like makeup and guessing who was behind them they had action figures you might know some grown men you may meet them like you go to their house like what are like what are all these action figures they have like these guys with face they're they they have not let go of kiss since they were like 10 in 1977 which is pretty crazy because you don't hear many musicians and musical actors or whatever it may be as action figures yeah because a lot of them suck and are disposable right now they're like they're like one like one thing razors you know like who still buys a razor that only has like a single razor on it like they're now up to like six of them but kiss they were like the biggest thing in the world and they take the mask off try and change things up then they put the mask back on for nostalgia and then what do you know, the lead singer is now singing Phantom of the Opera where he gets to wear half of a mask. Like, it all comes full circle. 
But yeah, Kiss is one of those groups that they, I got in trouble for singing a Kiss song in my car one time when I was in I was in middle school called Pocket Rocket. My father just looked at me like, "What the hell is wrong with you, son? And what are you listening to?" Though I was, I'm, I'm as you clearly see, I can listen. I've listened to everything virtually in my life. Uh, let's get to the text line three seven ninety three seven. Uh, some comments on the Celtics. Go ahead, Justin. Yeah, this one from the six one seven Celtics. They're one game behind the four seed. Is that where they land? Oh yeah, you don't want to miss tomorrow night because the month of March, just like Julius Caesar, and beware of the Ides of March. It could be a pretty good month for the Celtics, despite what you saw yesterday. So, without giving away, that's called a tease. That's super tease. Uh, but. You're not far off. There, there's a good chance that the Celtics could be a four seed, but I would I would cap it at that. So I'm not I'm not going to go against that, but I wouldn't say it would be higher than that. All right, next one. And this one from the six one seven as well is John Morant better than any version of Russell Westbrook? Oh, every version. Every, I would agree with that too. Every version. I really believe that John Morant will make All NBA this year. He the impact he has had this year. Forget most improved player or anything like that. Skip all that BS. He is all NBA this year, and with no Dame Lillard, uh, it's either going to be Luca or Joker, but not both on first team All NBA. I think I think Luca might miss first team this year, just because of John Morant. I, it's he is he is what I love about the new wave of college basketball. Like when you start looking at NBA rosters and where these guys come from, you know, as much as I love North Carolina basketball, like, I mean, you couldn't pay me to watch it right now. March Madness is going to be pretty hard. Like literally I'll be watching Mark Madness, March Madness to see like, where is the next John Morant at one of these smaller schools? So John Morant, like when he comes to the garden, oh man, if you're like, I scraped up my money to come and see one game this year. Buy that ticket right there because that is a show and a half. Yeah, Russell Westbrook is, you know, a shadow of himself. And and honestly, the real when you really look at the full total of Russell Westbrook, he's never improved his jump shot. Like he's always just laid his head on the, you know, well he finished the season with a triple double. Like well, you're in Oklahoma City, someone's got to score seventeen a game. And you mentioned UNC. Did you see the tickets for Coach K's final game? <laughs> they should be going for free. That's how I feel about Duke. Well, it's it's at Duke, but they're it's against UNC. They're yes, three thousand six hundred and ninety dollars for a get in price. And I hope the I hope I hope the Tar Heels smack the living crap out of them at there. I've I've seen some classic games. Like I was in college, I saw Stackhouse the the, the Stackhouse and Wallace team, uh, then Carter and Jameson come in. Like I was going to these games. Like true story. So my alma mater A and T played. Carolina. This is when Matt Doherty was the coach, and Roy Williams was still out at KU. So in my like my little sports kind of memorabilia, memorabilia, uh, one is opening night from two thousand uh, eight fifty WEEI Celtics opening night. I have that. That's from two thousand. But also in there is the envelope for my tickets to see my alma mater against Carolina, given to me by Roy Williams. So there's the envelope from Roy Williams' desk. Uh, he so I he gave me his tapes that he still had at Carolina at the time. That's a neat little story, isn't it? Right there. That is. I always loved Roy Williams. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. So the, the small world. I've, I've been very fortunate in that regard. My team, my school got they got dusted by thirty. <laughs> All right, it's time for rent free. Hit it, Justin. You know what's so great about sports is when someone gets into someone else's head. In your head, like bad tenants. 
What have they done to me? The term living rent free all day like they have no J-O-B. They own you. Living in your head, paying no rent. Maybe that you're blind to see. They're living in your head rent free. Living in your head, paying no rent. No rent, no rent, no rent. Maybe that you're blind to see. They're living in your head rent free. In your head like that tenants. In your head like that tenants. Ah, the first rent-free, loathing, living in people's head is Tom Brady in the media. Look, since the week before the Super Bowl, Tom has been in the news with retirement rumors, denial of retirement, retirement, lack of acknowledgement to Pats fans, half-hearted apology to the same hurt Pat fans, rumors of return, tells Jim Gray he'll be back for another season of a podcast when you're not coming back to play next year. 49er rumors, Dolphins rumors, stories about Bruce Arians and his relationship. Arians fires back at the rumors. Antonio Brown reappears. Sean Brayton and Brady were supposed to be a package deal. And a movie about 80-year-old women making a trip to see Tom Brady at the Super Bowl. Produced by Tom. Look, I guess 30 for 30 is for sports fans and 80s for 80 is for secret fetish Tom has or something. Look, there's some benefits with being with 80-year-olds. You don't have to worry about baby daddies or ordering a bunch of steaks at dinner. I'm just saying. Brady's lost his grip on the media. He's not lost his grip on the media since he's lost to the Rams. And now it makes you wonder if Tom really was behind the retirement leak. It's the only week he had nothing to say or had nothing said about him. Tom is living in the media's head. Rent-free. Or maybe living at Grandma's head. And in her dreams. Ugh. Jake DeBrusque, rent-free in the heads of the Bruins, and Don Sweeney, the best to describe the relationship. Here's the scene from Office Space with the guy who hates his job. The thing is, Bob, it's not that I'm lazy. It's that I just don't care. Don't, don't care? It's a problem of motivation, all right? Now, if I work my ass off and Initech ships a few extra units, I don't see another dime. So where's the motivation? When I make a mistake, I have eight different people coming by to tell me about it. That's my only real motivation, is not to be hassled. That and the fear of losing my job. But you know, Bob, that'll only make someone work just hard enough not to get fired. And that's Jake DeBrusque. Look, get me out of Boston to get me to the first line on the wing on my weak hand. (laughs) Jake DeBrusque living in the Bruins' heads, but paying off a little bit. So there's rent-free for today, the last day of February. KJ Late Night, second hour, next, 617-779-7937. Want to talk Pats? We got you. We'll talk NFL, Aaron Rodgers, and the Jake DeBrusque parody song. That might be my finest so far. That's next on WEEI. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.